Welcome, everyone, to another episode, episode 18. Is it? Gosh, I always, I always get... I mean, you're so confident with it. I'm like 18, 19, 18, 19, 17. Hey, don't give away my secrets. <laughs> Being confident is like 99.9% yeah. of the gig. Yeah, I watched uh, the Maverick Top Gun on the plane this past week, and it was like, don't think, just do. That line stuck with me. It's like when you learn to ride a motorcycle. The trick is uh, you can't look down. So anybody time someone learns to ride a motorcycle, they always look down. Mm. When you ride a motorcycle, you need to look up. Yep. And your body will turn. You watch the turn 300 yards ahead of you, and you will naturally turn. If you put your head down, you start having problems. Yeah, it's like snowboarding. It's all like yeah. just body movement. Finding your line. Yeah. It's like surfing. Yeah. Get, find your line. Your body will follow your eyes. Golf. Similar like. How do you hit a fade? You're supposed to look down in golf. Well, <laughs> don't that's look, true. Don't, don't look up. But like when you learn to hit a fade, fade or a draw, you have to visualize the swing. Yeah. And then you just your body can actually hit a fade or a draw. It's very weird how our bodies are so capable. Yeah, some. I don't know. Can't really control what my about fades that body? and draws. You, you were in Hawaii, pushing it to its limits. I heard on the golf course. Oh yeah, my back hurts. Carrying the family. No, <laughs> I think it was like the plane ride. And then we booked a tea time. It was like the first tea time the next morning. And we bought it to where we could have technically done like a replay. Um, And it was my birthday that day. So I kind of talked Were Lindsay you pushing the limits into a doing bit? a replay. But my back was hurting. Oh, was she with you just in the cart? No. Okay. Just her, her dad and I played like the first tea time a few mornings and then we just went to the beach and stuff after but my back man it's which island do you go to again we went to the big island the biggest one the biggest one and that's hawaii officially i think that's we yeah, looked think, it up yeah we did we, yeah, did, we looked yeah. it up it that's was awesome. big we i put like better over... than Kauai for all our no, listeners i don't oh, i don't think that so that was quick okay so it was our first time going we go to hawaii a lot but first time on this island and we're glad we did it New golf course, which I loved. New food spots, which is always great, but probably won't go back. Anything better than what's the one on Kauai that Mark's place? Yeah, anything better than Mark's place? I mean, there's a good. It was called like Broke the Mouth Grinds, so like a plate lunch place. It was really good, but I don't think it was better than Mark's Mark's place. So is Kauai still the best? That's the only one I've ever done. I think Oahu's the best. Oahu okay, it just so has I'm, everything. That has Honolulu on it. Yes. I'm looking to see this. Yeah, is the Waikiki best Hawaii. is like the big city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some restaurants there that I definitely always want to go back to. Okay. So I got to do that. Oahu next. Any other vacations coming up? Going to Mexico, do some fishing. And that's then, a corporate retreat. That's a corporate. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> we're booking. <laughs> so I got to my parents about booking vacation. Okay. Because. I travel with Lindsay a lot and yeah. then we've gone with her parents, you know, two years in a row to Hawaii. So I called my parents. I'm like, guys, we haven't been on a family well, vacation. You feel like you're kind of now like you're treating your own family, like kind of like step family. Well, yeah, it's like we haven't been on a family because <laughs> we went to Hawaii four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the problem is they're getting out vacation by the end. No, of totally getting out vacation. Like not even close. And you know, when I'm there with my wife's family, like I'm driving the car the whole time. My wife is planning everything. Like her parents are just living the dream. Oh, so time out. Okay. So this is what I'm getting. So in other words, her family has done the transition where you all are now kind of the face of the family a little bit more. And you're kind of now pioneering or spearheading some of this stuff. But on the other side of the house. Well, 
I mean, her family is like really plain. Like we're already talking about September 2023 Oahu trip with her family. It's a little intense, but I it's hard to compete with that. In so your, par- call, in your I, parents' defense. I know. I mean, they're a whole year ahead. Like, but that's I, hard my, to... I got on them. And so they're planning for my mom's 60th birthday in April Maui trip. Dude. So I got on other them states. about it. Dude, it's something <laughs> I don't know. I just you I know, know. I, you can't beat it. I, I went one time and I never wanted to. It was in the forties here and we're in Southern California and it was like eighty five degrees in November. <sighs> and it was dead because it's kids are in school, right? I don't think like the snowbirds have necessarily made it over yet. You know, the people who yeah, live like on the, the East Coast, but they just own a house in Hawaii because they can. So nice. like no one was there yet the weather was perfect. Dodge a shark. That was fun. Whoa, time out. You didn't tell me about the tar- shark. So you should have started with the shark story. Way more interesting than well, I mean, vacations. It wasn't that intense, but so there's you not. Said you dodged a shark. There's not a lot of beaches, which is interesting. So it's all Brady. lava in Kona. Oh, okay. So I was like, there's a lot of water, but no, it's, it's like island. all lava, tons of rocks, and so there's only a few really good sandy so beaches. Say, okay, sandy beaches. Yeah. So yeah. we went to one Kua Bay or something. Okay. It's a super nice beach, and there's a wave there. And so whenever there's a wave, I was body surfing for three hours. No surfing though? Like real surfing? No, it was like a short break. Was there not like surfing on this island? There was. But, but you, you got to rent a board. The whole that, yeah. thing. Yeah. So I, I like body surfing whenever there's like a wave. Okay. And so I was out there for probably three hours. And then I realized like, okay. I'm so jealous, dude. I'm I got to just... probably go back to the family. And so I go to shower off. I come down and people are like yelling and pointing there's like a five to seven foot shark in the break and so everyone had to get out of the water and they closed the beach for you're like wow there's nobody two hours it was like right after i got out and i was just swimming out there right where the shark was when i saw it because i saw it on the shore because you know when a wave goes across and you can kind of see the water this shark just swimming right it was just there. cruising through because like so it, if you spend a lot of time in water like i like to spend a lot of time on i also uh, short like surf fishing yeah so i'll fish from the shore too and there's these little like uh, paths mm-hmm. that essentially the larger fish kind of swim along yeah so you were essentially just like swimming in a shark free i mean i was for three hours i was hanging out right where I saw it. <laughs> I've never been oh, that I know of. I've you could never do been this like gig with one arm that though. close. Huh? You could do the gig with one arm. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> That's about it. Type like Tanner. <laughs> oh gosh. Poor guy. <laughs> no, I would still have five fingers. <laughs> he, he only uses, Dude, he only you'd only uses be left two. With one. Yeah. You just have one finger left. Yeah. Oh, he's getting no, ricochets was, on the pod. The trip was awesome. The golf is, I mean, the golf there is incredible. Next to nothing. Yeah. These Whether I, I've played in Oahu, Maui, and then now the Big Island, it's False. just incredible every time. You're making me very jealous right now. I want to. I'm one for five on vacations. Yeah. I'm not. Something happens with the kids, or there's like a like once in a lifetime nature event, or I'm just not able to do it right now. Oh, yeah, I'm glad if you were in Hawaii when I was, because the big volcano has been showing activity oh, it would have erupted it would have erupted no i guarantee you if i step on the big island <laughs> volcano That's when it goes yeah no dead, dead, yeah no. yeah so I, I would say hawaii is a pretty safe spot but who knows i don't know with you man i'm a, you know, something... yeah, I, it, I may call it a work trip because those go great for me yeah you would have been body surfing for three and a half hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that extra 30 minutes would have been it 
<laughs> yeah. Come back, Bob. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, that was a little deeper joke for some of our listeners. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. What happens to a no-legged swimmer? You call him Bob. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that when he's with the out. I get it. Now you get it. I get it. Oh, my gosh. So, Brady, we've got a new segment. Yep. We talked about it at lunch a little bit. We want to do something a little different. Give, I think, the people something a little bit of practical, maybe. So, for those of you who aren't aware, Brady is involved in designing the go-to-market strategy or just the overarching strategy for anyone who comes to Directive and fills out our form. So Brady gets to work and see the top advertising instances in the game yep. for tech companies, whether you're Snap, ByteDance, Uber. I mean, Brady's looked at all three of those in the last 60 days. Yep. So Brady's going to have a lot of insights and stuff, and he came to me passionately wanting to share it with you all. So one of the latest insights he brought me kind of two that we want to share with you all is around location settings. So Brady, when you're getting these news accounts, and this is what we're going to call a section or segment, findings, weekly audits. findings, insights, maybe we'll develop as we'll I workshop say a few. It. We're yeah, going to workshop we'll, it. We'll figure it out. But essentially, I'd say the main theme is around wasted spend. Okay. And so, so I'm on a mission. Okay. You're on a mission. To find wasted spend when I audit these accounts. And it's crazy. Okay, I, I can come it. up with a name for like Wasteful Wednesdays. You know what I mean? Like I can come up with a name yeah. for how we can. We never record on a Wednesday, but yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll launch yeah. the episode on a Wednesday and it'll work. I like no, it. No, but I'll come up with something that talks about wastefulness and marketing. Yeah. Because I think we'll people are passionate about that. Yeah. I know we both love to save people money and help them from avoiding making mistakes. And in this case where you found the most waste was with location settings. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. So, okay, so tell us what you found. So it's it's an interesting one where for this client, they are an RIA software. So that's a registered independent advisor. Okay. So they essentially have like an asset management software okay. for independent advisors. And they had a specific campaign built for Southern California. Can you give me one RIA that I've ever heard of before? Because I'm a little lost right now. So who it, does this? Like, is that Northwestern Mutual do this? So like, it, they call it like people break away from a Northwestern mutual and they become an independent advisor. What? Okay. So what assets are, are we just talking like, so are these stocks, real estate, okay, they so just manage just assets. Money management. For yeah. Money management. Okay. So we got some, but they're so, independent. They're like individual people. So like boutiques. Yes. Like, like a, like yeah. a smaller shop that maybe does active money management or yep. so it's a financial investment firm that's smaller. Yeah. Okay. Got yeah. it. So they have a platform for it and they had a campaign. Okay, so this company is the software that these smaller people use to, help to manage, manage their clients. Okay, now I'm getting assets. it. Okay, I'm getting it. Yeah, got it. Okay. It's a pretty cool platform. But when I was in their account, I noticed they had um, a campaign just for, in, just for Southern California. Okay. Which it was a part of their business model. They, they wanted to go after that. And I noticed that there was... A lot of low cost per click. They were in the search partner network. They were app stores in the display network. Performance was looking good, but it looked too good to be true. And so there's a very interesting setting in Google where if you go to their targeting, it shows Southern California. They had all cities in Southern California. But with some type of conditional logic, I would imagine. Well, there, options. There's a location report in a campaign that shows you what targeting the user matched. 
Ooh. Which is interesting. So What's he's this just, report called? Someone wanted to find Just this. locations on the left-hand side of Google Ads. Okay. And it'll show all your targeted locations, and it'll show the performance behind the users who match that location. Let's have production put a screenshot yeah. of like a little thing so you can find this on Google Ads. Okay. okay? Keep going. I think I have the UI pretty memorized, so okay, I can good. help here. I like it. So the report that not a lot of people know about is the user location report. So if you go to reports at the top of Google, go. and then you go to customize in the top left, yep. and then you build a custom table report, yep. I put in campaign, then I put in cost, and then you search using the term user locations. This is why he's a smart one, guys. Keep going. And there's a bunch of options, but I chose country. Okay. And so there's a column called country forward slash territory, I believe, and then in parentheses, user location. Okay. And that shows the location the user was actually in. I'm guessing they weren't all in Southern California. They weren't all in the U.S. <laughs> Where were these people? So about 15% of their spend was international. Okay. Because in their settings, they had people in or interested in their location. Woo, which Google's is, cheeky. Which is recommended by Google. Of course So why it is. would you not check that off? It says recommended. Got to do the recommendations. But yeah, they, they spend a good amount of money. So wait, are you telling me? On international traffic. That Google may or may not set it up so that you would think to do things that would make them more money? You know, it happens to be that way sometimes. <laughs> 90% of the time. <laughs> 100% of the time. And that's why I'm passionate about it. Every time. Is because yeah. these platforms, I can tell, are getting more and more selfish with their revenue and not their clients' revenue. And I think it's it's very specific to B2B and the types of companies like, what are you going to do? Audit. Use Bing peasant? Yeah. This is our world. You're lucky to live in it. And so you just can easily fall into these cracks. They're not too noticeable. So I had to find this through a completely custom report. You yeah, can't you... find this data just by clicking to the location report. It'll just show you all the users who matched your... Now, I don't want you to tell you to do with what your job. But maybe if you turn this into a YouTube video... Well, that's why I want it to be a segment. I'm going to use these clips to then put on LinkedIn. Now Brady's got his whole social strategy. And it's relevant to my outbound email strategy. There's a reason why I wanted. Brady's like, I cared. I heard you got all the producers. You got all these people doing the show. birds with one stone, baby. I'm making content. I like that. He's doing his own clip segment. And I thought it was relevant to the podcast too. So there's one more thing with it. Okay, keep going. So now that I've found that they're spending international, which doesn't align with their business, there are certain countries that actually have tax for Google ad spend. The U.S. doesn't. International countries do. So then I went to their billing settings and I showed them that not only are they spending in international territories, they're getting taxed, for they're getting taxed on that spend. Which the tax wasn't crazy. The tax was like 50 bucks. But dude, but that was just a little jab. It's they always needed. a little jab. Yeah. I always like to relate it to like what you could have done with that 50 bucks. <laughs> I mean, that's what five Taco Bell runs in, in my world. <laughs> maybe four? only three. Yeah, I'm about to say, bro. <laughs> Let's but, be honest, maybe yeah. only three. No, that's a crazy finding. I can't wait to see because when production, I think, brings it to life too and shows people where to find yeah, it. Yeah, everyone should check it out. Like yeah. if you're trying to target a specific area, you can't just look at your location targeting in the campaign or your location report. Because Google will show you the location the user matched. You have to go into this custom report, which I think I walked through pretty yeah. clearly, and you yeah. know, post production will do it well, and put in these columns that say user location, and it will reveal the data to you. It doesn't happen every time, so this was a rare one. No, where but it takes a few variables for me to feel like I have to go there. And... But there's always the waste. Like mine would always be like the age reports, or yeah, because they would have like seventy five percent of spend that like. 
people over 65. And then I would ask them how many customers do you have over 65. They say none. So let me show you something. Yeah. And then, so I think there's all, like, we as advertisers forget so much about the firmographics and the demographics. We end up just focusing on bids and copy, but not who the bids are to and who the copy's for. And I think the more we keep our common sense, the better we're going to do. But I yeah. like this brace. It was a fun little... I, like it I have a good discovery. aid one maybe for next time. I yes. want to go LinkedIn next. Hey, you know, keep that in the chamber, baby. Yeah, keep I'll that keep it in, in the, the pocket. All right. Well, let's talk advertising jealousy. So we got all sorts of stuff. We got heartbreak and we got poop. Do we want... What do we want? <laughs> we, we do. That's what we have today. We've got heart... No, we have heartwarming. Okay. We have heartwarming poop. In my ad is the poop ad. So I think we start with the poop or do we finish with the poop? We can start with the poop. Let's start with the poop. Okay. So, Brady, one second before we get going, is there anything you want to say about this ad or you just want to deliver it? It's classic. It's classic. It's classic. It's going to go down in history. It already has. It's the poopery ad. Um, I like this ad because I'm, I remember well, I remember seeing it live just through my day-to-day, whether it was on TV or, oh, nine or YouTube years ad. Ago. Yeah. But I also remember my dad's best friend emailed my dad this ad. That's back when you would share stuff via email. Remember yeah. that? Like you get like just a your email with sometimes have some fire. And my fire. dad showed yeah. me, and like I'd seen it before, but I to me that was a very personal, unique moment. But it just shows how far this ad went. Well, yes, yeah, the OGs, the OG DM of the internet was yes. the forwarded email, email chain. You know what I mean? My dad's Those best are the fire. Like, have you seen this ad? Yeah, have you seen and this? Yep. I think it's a good product. This stuff is actually big more in like Japan already when it comes to like bathroom and like in Japan, they'll play music on the toilet so other people can't hear what's going on. We need that for um Yeah. For ours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a homebody, so I don't even go in public. Wait. <laughs> I didn't ask you about it. You brought it up. No, I'm, I'm okay. This is a safe space. This stuff isn't on the internet. No, it's not at all. So wait, you don't ever <laughs> go to the bathroom and rarely. What about like a hotel? Oh yeah, like no, Hawaii. Yeah. So, Did you poop the no, whole time? I got on a good schedule okay, in Hawaii. I was, I was, I was very happy week. with it, but that's not always the case. So like, airplanes, you don't mess. <sighs> no. What about like ten hour flight? I mean, I've which terrible for blood clot risk, but traveling to Japan, I didn't get out of my seat. Wait, ten hour. I didn't mean? even go pee. What do you, do? Bradley? You went the whole flight to Japan without getting out of your seat? Probably a good seven hours of Tetris straight. Why do you the... sit in the aisle seat? Now, this is mind-boggling to me. Huh? You love the aisle, though. I'll do window or aisle. We traveled for a long time sitting opposite aisle seats. Yeah. Like many years. I'm good I. either way. I can't okay. sleep on planes. I just sit there. Watch movies, listen to music. Not even pee? I mean, I sometimes do, but I can't remember the last time I did. On a plane. Like in Hawaii is a good flight. Dude, Six hours, like I get up. One of my favorite people because every day you're like a little box of chocolates. <laughs> yeah. Oh my a lot of, god. A lot of fun facts. About, I love it, about Brady. Mr. I have no idea. I, I'm like not actually. I'm actually looking at you more with uh, pride because I love your commitment. You know what I mean? Like you know how much mental fortitude it takes to not use a bathroom. Yeah, I mean, I think my fortunately, my body knows I'm on a plane. It just shuts so it kind of shuts that stuff down. So it's not like I'm sitting there like holding anything in, freaking out. Like if I had to go, I'd go. I just don't have to go. It's a little biological. I love that location because, settings. Like here, I guess. Okay, so at work, you would go through like four cold brews. 
I mean, I pee at work. But you don't go to the bathroom. No. I it's mean, cold brew. I mean, cold brew. I mean, it's a diuretic. It's a diuretic. Yeah. But don't let the term confuse you. That means it makes you have to pee more, not poop, even though. Wait, really? Yeah. That's what that means? I mean, we have to fact check it now. We'll have post-production. <laughs> no, I'm pretty no, we're sure. Not gonna, we're not going to go that way. We don't. I'm pretty sure diuretic means it doesn't mean it makes diarrhea. you poop, even th- though it sounds like it would. Yeah, I thought diuretic meant di- diarrhea. That's what I thought, too. And then someone educated me. So I guess we're just trusting a person I don't remember. Hey, isn't that how all the information we ever get in our pretty life much, works? Pretty much, man. Yeah, it really does. It's, it's scary oh, when we get information. Okay. You can really trust us. All right. So, Brady. Poopery. It's a good product, creative way of introducing it to the market. All right, let's see it. You would not believe the mother load I just dropped. And that's how I like to keep it. Leaving not a trace that I was ever here, let alone that I just birthed a creamy behemoth from my cavernous bowels. <laughs> Nothing is worse than stinking up the shared toilet at work, or the toilet at a party, or your lover's apartment. Of course, flushing removes the graphic evidence. Maybe two or three flushes if your skid marks are as tenacious as mine. But what can be done of that subtle <laughs> scent of a... 300-cow dairy farm? Aerosol air flushing is not the most effective option. Or the healthiest. Like Trying to mask the stench, giving you a nice blend of chem lab carnations with just a touch of feces. So, how do you make the world believe your poop doesn't stink? Or in fact that you never poop at all? Poopery. Poopery is the before-you-go toilet spray that has proven to trap those embarrassing odors at the source and save relationships. Simply spritz poopery in the bowl to create a film on the water's surface that actually traps Is that what it's for at people's house? Yeah. And when your little astronauts splash down and make contact with the film, they release poopery's pleasant aromas so all those around you can smell as a refreshing bouquet of essential oils. Yes, it is a real product. And yes, it really works. We've sold over four million bottles. On Amazon alone, there are over 1,000 reviews rating it 4.8 of five stars. That's a better Amazon rating than the iPhone 5. If it doesn't completely stop your stench from spreading, send it back for a full refund. Our unconditional stink-free guarantee. If your poo stinks, click here to get your poopery today at poopery.com. So whether you need to pinch a loaf at work, cut a rope at a party, or lay a brick at your boyfriend's, your days of embarrassing smells or prairie dogging it are over. Poopery. Our business is to make it smell like your business. Never even happened. So I think it's brilliant. I think the copywriting... It's just, it's done so well. It's kind of similar to the detergent ad I showed. I don't want to hear it right now. Can you go back to the first line? I got to read that first line again. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it started she, out aggressive. What did she call it? I just need to hear what she, <laughs> creamy behemoth from my cavernous. What was the word after cavernous? Oh, run it back. I got to hear this part again because this is. I, I just, before you give me your commentary, I have to hear yeah, her cavernous, it you in. her cavernous bowels. <laughs> I just gotta hear this line one more time. Give me that eight second mark really quick. I gotta hear this copy right here. Cause this is what got me. This is that hook. When we say we need a good hook on your ads. Yeah. <laughs> you can pause. I don't need any more. <laughs> Creamy behemoth from my cavernous bowels is 
one heck of a way. It is a hook, my friend. To start an ad. So now we're, I'm sorry. I just had to hear. The... Yeah. So they hook you from that. <laughs> cool. They recognize that it is not a top of mind product. They recognize that is a, it is a net new product someone would buy for you know, their purse or their household. Time out. I disagree. It's not a net new. Who we all, who here? Well, yeah, the aerosol spray. They, they bring have, that up. Yeah, they we show all the, have something that we're trying to remove the poop smell yeah. with. And so they compare it to Correct. that, which yep. is done well, right? They yes. compare it to the competitor. We all agree it doesn't work. And they, they say that very clearly, like still with a poop smell to it. Like that's totally <laughs> the case with like the aerosol. Yeah, it smells like cinnamon with crap yeah they layer on the volume of orders to make you feel like okay i'm not a weirdo i'm not the only one buying this stuff they then layer on the reviews they compare it to an iphone 5 to get then the user thinking like this has better reviews than the thing that everyone has in their pocket and i don't feel uncomfortable about purchasing i did think that part was weird though so time out why though why better reviews than an iphone i I think they chose the iphone because the iphone is such a common product that everyone has and no one is like why, oh, why should not I... compare it to febreze if we're just gonna cherry pick here because like well, i think they already did the febreze with the can they yeah, compared the it to aerosol, febreze yeah, so yeah. it was just a way of making it more of like a common product and reducing that fear in terms of like am i going to be weirded out or people are going to be weirded out because i bought this product i think they recognize probably through market research and some q a that hey the market's going to think this so how do we address that and yeah that? i think yeah. that's why they chose iphone 5 okay I love the ad. It looks like they did a whole series of even Santa poops too. It's got 19 million views. Yeah, they did a few. Um, so they just, you know, here's the part I don't get. And this is what it still doesn't solve for me. Well, I guess it does actually. I changed that. It does solve it for me. Does poopery have multiple products or do they only have this poop product? Is this what poopery is? Um, they might have drops now. I don't know. Wait, Scarlett, you tell me, is this what poopery is? So my whole life, if I've been to someone's house and I've seen this thing, it's not like hand lotion or anything like that. Yeah, it's it's not the face lotion you've been using. That explains why the acne's not going away. <laughs> no, I've never y- used. But you have seen it in the wild. Oh yeah. yeah, I've seen this in the wild. I have no idea what it is. So obviously, the product has problems. Because it seems so like um, like uh, it seems like Queen Victoria had this in her bathroom but i have no idea why it just seems very like mm-hmm. old british to me like when i see it it reminds me of like property well, you know like they people... chose that actress for a reason right they wanted to choose someone who's like super proper well that part i liked but i meant right. the brand without ever knowing her before i always thought it was very like grandma-y yeah i mean i don't know what they're doing this is an old ad so maybe they have more products and it's less of because even the look of it i in agree poop-pourri, like the style I it was of branding like french or something i didn't know it was for poop like poo yeah it's in the name i don't know why i didn't i just figured it was some old thing yeah and this is an old ad so back when this was circulating maybe it was more awareness it has poop right there though see poop yeah. i had no idea that's what it was for <laughs> that's what's well, mind boggling to me I thought they had a product line. This was a new product. No, this is the product line. Yeah, this is like the core product, and I'm sure they have. So you just put it on the bowl? Yeah, you spray it. Didn't you see the No, I saw it, but I'm just mind-blown. So because... it creates a film, 
right? And so the poop goes through the film, and then the film seals it back I've up. I've been needing this for years. That's so all that I'm trying to explain. Smell, I feel like everybody needs this product. Yeah, the smell doesn't break through the film layer. Why isn't this is socio? Why isn't this like socially like accepted as like best practices? So it is, I think, more in like Japan. Is that where they're big? I don't know. I mean, Japan looks like Japan has drops that are big. It's not like a spray film. So if you go to like the Tokyo Central Market, you'll notice like they have even at the counter they have drops like drops. Yeah. Okay, so see how they have this brand. This is like the most old school Victorian. Yeah, they still have the Victorian look to it. That's all I'm trying to explain. I didn't know that it. Dude, we should all have this in America. The fact that we don't, we come no, across this, this. So this is for America. The Japan thing, they, it's a bit different. Like this is an American. Yeah, but we never see brand. it. Okay, so I've never been to a restaurant that has it. I've been to only like one out of what thirty people's houses, a hundred people's houses, two hundred people's mm-hmm. houses. I mean, do you have anyone in your friend group you've ever seen at their house? No. This is a cool product. I didn't even know about it. Yeah, I my think they life, could I normalize it, was, it a bit more. I thought it was something else. I've never knew what it was my whole life. Yeah. Now I'm an idiot, but there's gotta be some other idiots out there like me. That <laughs> I mean, are just that's, what, that's what I'm here for. I'm trying to revitalize poopery. I love it. I love it. Well, now that we've solved the poop game, it could be our first sponsor. If you really want to push this thing, you seem like you're on a mission. I do a poopery <laughs> hip, hip hooray. If you want to join us, <laughs> we could, we're all, yo, there we go. Brady, Brady's out here. Brady's got segments and he's trying to, he's trying to get a cut of all ad spend. So he's out here doing segments and now he's pitching out. Anybody who wants to advertise Brady's got this a pretty good a gig. Full Viore outfit. Very good for <laughs> business. You wouldn't think it's just athletic wear. Guys, I swear to God, he's making good money. Like I know he's doing well guys, but not well enough. I like the hustle, I like the ambition. Let's get some ads yeah, here. Always grinding. What can we, who should we get one right here presented by probably drink. Like you a know, mini fridge with a clear. Oh yeah. Liquid death. We you talked about. Yeah, we could do any. If y'all need anything, just reach out. But we heard it DMs. wasn't good, so maybe not them. Sorry, oh, liquid death. I mean, everybody's got. I mean, you just do like the fake thing, like the Gatorade bottles that have water in it. I like that. Yeah, yeah. For like sports, no free ads. You turn around. Yeah, yeah. I, someone did that at a press conference. <laughs> I forget who it was. They just like moved the Gatorade off. That the was table. Cristiano, I think. And they're like, I'm not sponsored by them. Yes, only they, yeah. And they lost like stock price, like fell like three. I was like, yes, that's awesome. But yeah, if you want to sponsor us, now that Brady's, we have real estate. Now that Brady's made it public and he's pursuing sponsorships, we could do that. Let's get a nice sponsor right here. Adidas, I, like I support you. Yeah, Brady, Brady will, if you, Brady's easy. You need to, he will wear anything or do anything for a sponsorship. Furniture right now. company, I could use an ottoman. Yeah, just shouting them all out. Well, I did love the ad, Brady. Poopery looks great. I now know what it's for. If I ever see it, I will definitely use it before using the restroom. And um, I kind of want to do their marketing. Yeah, I feel like it needs to be revitalized. I haven't seen it in a while. It was an iconic ad 10 years ago. Yeah, I don't think you... I think they can keep doing poop jokes, no problem. Like, I think you can take that to the bank. Yeah. Like, you could even start to do, like, some fun... Like, I think they should make the brand edgy. This is what I would do. I'm just going to give poopery my honest to God take. Okay. okay? I'm going to look you right in the camera and tell you what I would do if I had poopery. <laughs> if I was poopery, I would sponsor Jackass. I would try to take my product in a completely new and crazy direction. None of the current grandmas who buy it are going to stop buying it. I guarantee you that. But if new people like me who are idiots 
do watch Jackass. And I would also do a YouTube ads campaign on every poop video on YouTube. <laughs> and I would just, if there's poop online, Paris is there. And I think we would come up like with a checky, like a catchy little jingle at the end that goes like, poop, poop, Paris, or something like that. And it would, people well, wouldn't forget what it. What was that jingle again? Poop, poop, Paris. Okay. And I think. It's stuck in my head now. It would work. So that's what I would do. Every YouTube video that's got poop on it, I would sponsor. Jackass, I would sponsor. And I would have like a product placement in all their videos. Any other like YouTube shows that got a lot of people, I would do one there. And then I would advertise on YouTube. And at the end of each one, I'd finish with a jingle that went poop, poop, paree. And I think it would crush. I will leave that YouTube market research up to you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll let you calculate the potential impressions on poop videos. Imagine being like the media buyer on that. You're like just like a 26-year-old like kid. You've like finally made it. You know, you get your first big account. <laughs> hey, that's the fun stuff when it works. <laughs> these videos all day. All right, well, let's talk about mine. Because yeah, I heard yours is going to like make us cry. Well, yeah. So I'm not going to give you any context. We're just going to watch the ad. Go completely raw yeah we can't wait oh my god in peace we're really excited merry christmas all the small things true care the truth brings you're okay. I'll take yeah, I'm fine. Your ride, best trip. Always, I know you'll be at my show, watching, waiting. How did it go? Yeah, nailed it. Say it ain't so. I will not go. Turn the lights off. That was good. Good song too. It was, it was a Blink One Eighty Two cover slowly with like. So it was like his normal lifestyle was a style, but it was like a skating Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, that was good. It's a little heartstrings for you. Oh yeah, little heartstrings for you. The reason I like that one too is because I feel like. In Europe, whenever we see an ad like that, it always has, like, some really, like, funny kind of, like, uh, twist at the end. It's never, like, actually serious at the end. Yeah, like the British British humor. Yeah, yeah. So, you really do the whole thing, and then it's, like, I don't know. So, then it just makes you laugh. This one, it was, like, they did it to show, like, you know, in this case, what would be a foster parent's love. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really, really special. So, I don't know. We don't do a ton of ads like that. But yeah. a, a big passion of mine has always been, like, I would call, I think I, I talked to Jesse about this once before, and I haven't been able to pull the trigger on it, but it's like um, impact-based advertising. Mm-hmm. 
where you take a cause that you really, really believe in, and you get to use your skill, your gift of advertising and marketing, right? Which is a, I think it's a craft, right? It's a skill we all have. But instead of making a bunch of people more profit, which is what we do 100% of the time, this you could change someone's life with. And that to me is like, I think we don't talk about it a lot. We don't mm-hmm. talk about it on this show because we're always trying to usually entertain and make people laugh. But I thought it was such a cool way to see that just because we're advertisers and marketers, it doesn't mean we can't have a bigger impact on the world using our skill. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what what is John Lewis? Is this a... Let's go check it out. Why don't you, let's go click. Can you click on John Lewis for us, Scarlett? I'm just curious. I don't like, know. I came across the ads because I literally like... Yeah. I follow everything every day and I'm John always trying Lewis to find... John Lewis and Partners. It looks like it's a shop in store. So go to this. I've never... Okay. Oh, it's like a Sears or like a Target or a CVS or a Best Buy. Well, I was just curious. Was that like an ad for we are so like the foster care organization or was it a corporate entity? It was in sponsorship. So we'll go back okay. to that video in a second. At the end, I think they show that one second, though. I want to see what the heck are they because we're just showing how ignorant we are. Like, this is the most ignorant American segment we've ever done. I mean, it's got to just be a large UK retail. Oh, and they have the... Now, that's dope. See the I and the Lewis, and they're using the skateboard? Yeah, I saw that. That's cool. I didn't a know they were doing to that. the campaign. Yeah, that's really clever. Um, What is this? Partners. Okay, so they have, like, a co-op, it looks like. So it's, like, the UK's version of, like, a Patagonia, I believe. And then... Okay, Lucy... Um, so I think they're like a Sears because mm. they sell everything like a yeah. Nordstrom's or a Sears yeah what is this okay go to YouTube for us real quick Scarlett I want to see YouTube like uh, what's the name John, John and Lewis John Lewis store or John Lewis store I just want to see what this thing looks like. There we go. Let's click on that real quick. I just want to see so this in for a, all of those idiots. Westfield Mall. It's in a mall. It's a f- store. Felt absolutely right that we were in this center. In fact, Westfield have told us we are the most requested shop since they opened. Okay. Clever customer is king. And it's never been more relevant and true than it is at the moment. Uh, here, the customer really is at the heart of our thinking. We've put right behind us the experience desk. The idea here is that customers can take control back of their shopping missions. End of and our expert trained concierge team can put together packages. So whatever you want to do in the shop, whichever talent or services you wish, you wish to access, the customer Okay, so like in Nordstrom's, I think is probably more accurate. By an expert team. Because look, you can buy, look at that. What is that thing? Is that one of those butt toilets? <laughs> what toilet is not a butt toilet? Well, it's like the, the, the water that they use in Europe. That uh, wipes. Bidet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fashion experience is very much an example of that. We put at the heart of the fashion experience a thing we call the style studio. Okay. So it's a chance All right, to I get it meet now. A Okay, so it's like a high-end shopping mall. This is good because now we can see if we like the ad from a business perspective other than the fact that I thought it was really touching and like made yeah. me want to cry. So let's go back to the, the ad campaign to the back, to the end of it. Um, 
I'll just go to the end where they do like their call to act. Okay, go back a little bit more. Okay, so let's now let's just pretend Nordstrom's is the one doing this. So let's mm-hmm. hit play. And let's just see if it makes sense to us now from like a jeez. Look at that. Still got it. Okay. Children in the UK are in the care system. Working in partnership. Okay, but... Do, okay, so they're doing a long-term partnership. And then he'd be one. There's no call to action for us to get involved. Correct? Yeah. And they don't really say what they're doing. Other than the fact that they're going to do something. Or they are doing something. But it doesn't say... Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I think the goal is to... It's to raise awareness and associate their brand yeah. with a cause that they know resonates with everyone, which they do a phenomenal yeah, job Yeah, maybe of. spark the emotion on, like, people who don't have kids. Or maybe they do have some kids and they feel like they're missing some purpose. Love all that. I, I, I don't doubt that. Does it tell me where I could sign up to be a foster parent? No, I think it's missing that. I think almost even flipping these logos would make more sense to me. Like, it seems like John Lewis has the money behind this and they care about this and they want to support it, which I think is amazing. But to your point, 4.3 million views. I mean, they're, they're doing it. This thing. It's an amazing campaign, I guess. Yeah. Do you visit action for children? Do you visit who cares? Scotland. Let me rephrase this in a healthier way of what I think John Lewis would want. As a customer of John Lewis, who loves your brand, how can I get involved to help? That's the way I would look at it. I want to be selfish out of John Lewis and how I structure this. I would literally just ask myself the most simple question, which is, okay, I love what you all are doing. How can I get involved? Yeah. And does shopping at John Lewis support it? Correct. Like maybe that's a part of it. That's the call now, that's to action. That's American of us though too. That's very American of us. Of It's like. Oh, I've been, I feel about something now I need to personally do something. Maybe that's not a part of like British culture. Yeah. That makes sense of like, that's not how, maybe that would come across wrong in their culture. Yeah. It's like, oh, is this to get more traffic to John Lewis and their profit margins are so good that they can give 10% to these nonprofits and maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I just thought it was a little interesting. I thought that for some reason when I saw the ad, I thought there was some hook at the end. But yeah, there is not a way for me to get involved now that you've risen my awareness on an issue that I am, let's say, passionate about. Mm -hmm. It would be cool if there was a way for me to know, like, if there was a sign-up link or something. Yeah, it almost reminds me of, like, the Got Milk campaigns where the whole initiative is just to drive demand for dairy. They work for the Milk Mafia. Yeah, but I know where to buy my dairy. I might not know where to go to sign up to be a foster parent, and I don't know if I could figure it out from here. Maybe I yeah. go to Action for Children on my own, go to Who Cares Scotland, right? Mm-hmm. But, no, I love it. It was, a, it was funny contrast today. I love how we don't ever plan this. Yeah. <laughs> Just completely. <laughs> We've almost fallen into, like, very similar ads, but this was definitely some some contrast. Yeah. A little something different. British actors, I think. Yeah, both. Both. So there's some. That's good. Only spot in the Venn diagram that overlaps. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I just wish maybe at the end we just tie a little bit into you know how if I do like John Lewis as a brand, 
and I, you know, I'm a customer and how can I get involved? Yeah. It's an impactful ad. It makes you think, I mean, even outside of foster programs makes you think about your own kids. Yeah, it is. It's a very endearing ad. So great work, John Lewis. Awesome stuff. Great work, Poopery. Oh yeah. That is advertising jealousy. So Brady, what business are we going to just revolutionize today? I mean, it needs it. They're coming (laughs) back pretty hot, but cruises. The cruise line. What are we, are we going to develop a new boat? Are we developing a new, like, are we going to fix all of the cruises? Like, how are we, is this going to be a new cruise line? Are we fixing Carnival? What are we doing over here? So it'd be interesting to look up, but I think there's a lot of new ships coming out in the next one or two years. Okay. So I think the COVID wave of being stuck on a cruise ship cruises are the worst that's where you're gonna get COVID. i think that has gone away and so they feel like they survived it people are ready to travel and so there's actually a lot of investments in like brand new ships going on okay so we're gonna let's do our own cruise liner so this okay. is what are we gonna call this what kind of what's gonna be the name of our cruise liner what are our current ones let's call it oahu cruises i'll take it yeah right because you love I wonder how long that takes I, know, right? I have no idea i've but, never i've never i've been on one cruise as a kid so to garrett's point which i agree with i haven't really experienced a cruise now i've done probably five okay all carnival except one so i did all the low-cost car, uh cruises and i did a norwegian one time That's in europe cool. for my parents um 50th or something like that i think it was 50 it's so hard with those, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. which one? It was. it was like five years ago, though. Okay. And we did like a family vacation to Europe, and we did a cruise liner. And it was great because cruises, to me, are great at a high level if we just start there as a vacation because the plan, buying the cruise tickets. There isn't really a ton of, like, planning. Then you get off the boat, you got, like, six hours, so you can go on yeah. TripAdvisor, you can go, like, or you can go to the concierge. But really, you're kind of like in a forced state of relaxation and then your phones don't work unless you buy the Wi-Fi, and mm-hmm. I try to not buy the Wi-Fi, so I'm like totally off the grid. But I would say we start there because cruise liners, in my opinion, have this weird thing going on where I've talked about this a lot, but you never want to price in the middle. There is no middle on cruises. Like Carnival is not the middle. It's the bottom. Okay. And then the top are kind of crazy. I haven't found anything that's kind of like mid-market cruises yeah what is the daily rate of a carnival cruise because it's the combination of the stay and the travel right i'm talking like three-day carnival cruise to mexico 275 back in the day for the whole thing yes dude that's what i'm trying to explain they crushed this like watch this go to okay let's let's do a little uh sail too so let's go sail from uh, long beach or alaska would be cool long beach let's do long beach LA. It's gonna be LA, yeah. And then sail to uh let's go Mexico. Oh, they do go to LA. And then let's go uh search. Let's just hit search and we'll see the prices. Bro. This is what I'm talking about. Four day from 119. You can't beat cruises. When you what? grow up a missionary kid like me, this is what your vacations are. Yeah. That's wild. If you grow up without money, this is how a lot of people do it. Yeah. So, and that's all you can drink 
and eat for like another 225 or something like that. Yeah, 175. Yeah. Now, what I'm trying to explain is Carnival's great, but it's Carnival, if that makes sense. It's priced at 129 per person. Mm-hmm. So the jacuzzi's got forty people on it when it sleep when it holds six. The belly flop contest is popping though, right? Yeah, they got the hairy legs competition. They oh, got gosh. the broad chest. Con- <laughs> they have all sorts of competitions. Oh gosh, my brother wins them all, and it's fun. They do a good time. Now, here's some of my complaints with the modern cruise experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of like the dinner because I'm a bit of a foodie, and I would argue most young people are a bit more foodies. And so it's kind of like mostly a buffet. Okay. So most of the food is like cafeteria food during, like you can obviously go somewhere, but it's like, uh, like a, like, you know, like a hotel, you go down and get like the continental breakfast or like Mm -hmm. an omelet or whatever. It's all kind of like that. So it's all you can eat ice cream. There's always an ice cream machine. So it's great when you're like a 16 year old or like a 22 year old. But as you start getting to your thirties, how many of your 30 year old friends go on cruises? I don't know any. They can all afford it. Yeah. But something doesn't speak to them. Yep. Which is interesting, right? So this is the price point for a 30-year-old. But I don't know any either in their 30s going on cruises. Mm -hmm. So my idea is to more modernize. Cruises to me are like Chili's or Applebee's. They're for a different era. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I mean by that? Yeah, Yeah. Most people on cruises are really old. Or parents with families. Or bachelor bachelorette parties. There ain't no single ready to mingle 30-year-olds on these cruises. Yeah, it was like my aunt's wedding, her second marriage when I went as a kid. That would exactly what it's for. We did one of uh, our grandma and grandpa's 50th uh, wedding anniversary. Hmm. Great. You get what I'm going with this? Because nobody can say they can't afford it. And you get everyone together for an extended period of time. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you all kind of do dinner and stuff at the same spot. It brings everybody out. You got your tables. It's a very simple trip to manage with a lot of different parties. Yep. Travel's okay. not bad for the elderly. Correct. They can stay on the boat the whole time if they want. Yeah. Old people love cruises. I love cruises. But they're not meant for us. Mm-hmm. So what I was thinking about doing is creating a modern cruise experience. You know how Starbucks, we got now the new wave coffee? Yeah. We need new wave cruises. So that's what we're going to design today, Brady, is a new wave of cruises. So less cafeteria, more food court with what can come across as like a more crafty restaurant kind of thing? I would say no food court. I Because here's the thing. with The cruises do have restaurants. Okay. But they don't really market them at all. Hmm. So like the cruise I went on had a French restaurant. Now my parents didn't want to pay for any food. So you get what I'm saying? The, the older generations, they love the cruises because everything's included and they don't have to pay for anything. My older generations I have found do not have the Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats budgets that you and I have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like just yeah. the amount of takeout yeah. we order is astronomical compared to our parents. Mm-hmm. I don't think my, my – I would only do takeout if it was like – once every two years when my dad had us all alone. A TV dinner was maybe the takeout back in the day. It would be my dad. would Like, my mom had something. He would pick up pickup sticks from mm-hmm. pavilions kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, that, that was once a couple of years. Yeah, late night, Olympics watching in the summer, get some KFC. Good memories of that. Correct. But that's not – I would imagine probably your parents too. A lot of just home-cooked meals, yep. not doing a lot of takeout. Yep. I didn't do a ton of takeout either. Now, you and I do takeout all the time, I would imagine, right? 
Try not to, but it's tempting. How Always times, an excuse for it. How many times it. a week are you doing takeout? Probably one or two. And then dining out? Cooking. And then, oh, and then how many times do you dine out? Uh, Once a week, probably a weekend thing. Okay, you're pretty good. You're pretty disciplined. Yeah. So you're eating your own lunch at home or are you going to get your own lunch? Um, It's often a smoothie. So Okay. So I would argue there's a lot of foodies that we could attract if we – here's my take on it. So here's what I'm thinking. For the food scene, we get – so like right now, being a chef on a cruise is papood. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the food scene, um, airline chefs, papa, hotel chefs, papa, cruise ships, papa. These are not your top chef gigs. Make yeah. sense? Yeah, it's kind of like the huge corporate chef gig. Like, uh, comedians who do cruise ships are not applauded. Yeah. It's not, doing, it's not like doing the comedy cellar in New York. Mm-hmm. Get what I'm saying? So, we got to change that perception, I think, first and foremost, to get the young people to go. Because young people, I think, want the experience Mm -hmm. and first thing I would want to do is create a show like top chef with up and coming chefs who are all competing on a cruise ship. That would be step one. And I think we could market it like crazy. Mm -hmm. So we have like our cooking competition and then the winner gets to launch their own pop-up on our ships. Okay. So we eventually build out the ship with a bunch of restaurants. You still have your main dining hall for the OGs who don't want to spend anything. It's still all-inclusive. But I think we need to get more Bobby Flay-type pop-ups on the cruise ships. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Guy Fieri. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A little bit more of the culinary scene. Get on the Food Network, and we can start advertising our liner, our cruise liner, with a cooking show. What do you think about that idea? Yeah, I think because even a reality TV show, which it, it would essentially be yes, the like there's that below deck show yeah. that's pretty popular. Yeah. Right. But whether it's like a revenue stream on the side that supports the cruise ship and markets the cruise ship. But yeah, I like the, the food idea because I'm trying to think what would get me to book a cruise. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, and this is also no, just. That's why I like this because you're not where, a cruise yeah, guy. This is where we live. But to me, it's like, I'll just go to Vegas. And I know it's, you know, these prices definitely not comparable. All you, that food's included, bro. That's, yeah, that's crazy. That's your room and your food. Yeah. When you grow up like I did, this is like, there's nothing, you can't beat this. Yeah. But we're not in that situation. So. Correct. Are we trying to get me to book a cruise? Yes, we are. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get Brady Cram 30. Just turned 31. Yeah, damn. I know. 31. My back is still in pain. From... I texted you on your birthday, right? After your birthday? Around your birthday? I tried. I made I like know. a good effort. It's okay. I did shoot a text, no, right? No, yeah. It was, I forget what day I it think was. it was an apologies, too, because I probably called you about work or something, too, while you were gone. Just like No, no. I, I forget it was like the day before or after, but you don't have to worry about it. I'm not big about my birthday. Okay, but I was within a 48-hour window? Yes. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I'll, I'll take pride in that. That's good. You got the month, so we gotta you got get the you week. Though, 31-year-old, big wig exec, owns this, doesn't own, co-hosts his own podcast. <laughs> I own this place. Yeah. Brady's paying for all the mics. And um, you got to get you on the cruise. Yep. I was going to start with the food. 
So I'm thinking we get pop-up chefs. Definitely the food scene. Yeah, so we got to start with the food. Because like, that's for marketing too. Correct. Like that's where you can Over get the restaurants. Over 100,000 followers the from the chefs. And I would open it up as pop-ups. So it's like, I think it would be really cool to have like a bunch of different vendors coming in as the chefs. So mm-hmm. all of the um, sous chefs are the same. So what they do, and this is kind of the interesting part about cruises, they all kind of come out of international waters. So they're all international labor laws. Okay. So like the cruise ships are staffed, let's say with a bunch of people from the Philippines Mm -hmm. who are getting paid Filipino wages because they don't, as long as they don't stay docked in U.S. waters for more than X amount of hours, they don't fall under U.S. laws. Interesting. You know, whole like international water thing. That is actually real for cruises. Okay. So what I would say is we bring the chefs in. And maybe they get to bring two sous chefs, but the rest is still the crew staff, so we mm-hmm. don't lose all our margins. That's why they can have such low prices. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So let's say we do that, and we bring a bunch of pop-up chefs in. We got a bunch of kind of you know celebrity chef type stuff going on. We got our own cooking show. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, the winners get their own permanent restaurant. Other ones we just bring in for pop-ups. So we got, I think, a good food scene. Make sense? Yep. And then on in the main dining hall, the menu will be designed each day of the cruise by one of our different celebrity chefs. Mm-hmm. That to me would be kind of start one. Yeah. Step one. What do you think about that? I like it. Okay. I can never get a good cup of coffee on these ships. Yeah. So that would kind of bleed into it. It's, it's adjacent. Yeah. You can get the, will you pull up the deck on a carnival? So we can actually see what it looks like. I want them to get a visual of this. Cause they all actually look the same car. Like carnival's a little bit like, yeah but i think for me like this would then change the pricing model because i don't necessarily think about the whole all-inclusive i think i take a quality hit let's do cruise fever on the far right second row that one so it looks that is what it looks like okay so the bars are in all the corners so bottom right corner bottom left here here three and a half foot pool four foot pool in the middle Mm mm-hmm spa on the back of the boat usually two jacuzzis on the back yeah but do you think the the all-inclusive part of it controls the quality right to where well this is all a la carte so this is how you and i are gonna make more yeah weight. is it's not all-inclusive we no, make our all these restaurants you're gonna pay for out of your own pocket yeah but you're only paying 129 for four nights yeah for the stay and obviously the travels built into the stay like even if it was 250 like that is way different than doing anything else. A four day trip where you are on an airplane in a hotel. Yeah, it's unbelievable how affordable it is. Yeah. So I almost think and I know you mentioned there's the low end and there is no middle. Who would be like who would you say is the top cruise liner? Scarlett, you got any ideas for us? Is Royal Caribbean good? I yeah, know Royal Dis- Caribbean Disney is or probably expensive. Let's right? pull up a Disney Cruises is like a big family one, but that's, that's yeah, specifically for so let's family. Let's do Norwegian. Let's do Norwegian Cruise Line. Norwegian's like, I did that one before. It was nicer. But it still was the same thing, just so you know. There was nothing different about the, it was a nicer version of the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Did still they have had, a slide that like it goes up and down? They did have a slide. They did have a slide. They didn't have the go-karts and they had like, you know, the putting green thing at the top. They're all the same though when it comes to the experience, if that makes sense. Like you mm-hmm. still have... Off the foods included, and there's still like three separate restaurants. You have a French restaurant, Italian restaurant, Japanese restaurant, Chinese restaurant. Okay. Maybe Mexican. So, like five different restaurants, but they don't really advertise them. And they don't have any reason for you to go to these restaurants. I, they don't make the restaurant seem special. So, you end up just staying in the dining yeah. hall. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. 
or they're all booked out and you had to get reservations three months in advance and I'm a bad planner. Yeah. Well, that's, I think cruise advertisement is for people who do cruises. Like even I get ads for them and I just get the brand new boat and I'm like, that's cool for people who do cruises, but I'm not really advertised in a way where it's like, Hey, I've never done a cruise. Never now done I want it. to, but I think that's where bringing up yeah. the restaurants the and food. almost like different cultures and almost yes. showing me the experiences that I'm used to and then packaging it into a cruise ship and kind of having that aha oh. moment for me. Let's unpack that culture idea. So like, what if we did Latin night? And then everybody could like dress up and then it was all Latin food. And then the dancing would be maybe all like bad bunny or something. Yeah. I think this would start to I attract the restaurants too, right? It Correct. could be like a Latin based restaurant where like the advertisement would show like almost a, a Mexico trip, something like that. But then it transitions to how like you can experience this on the cruise. Yes. And just other cultures. I'm curious, you, you mentioned how much time they have to spend in international water. So I don't know if they could park longer, but like I'd want a golf round. You can't play golf on cruises. So the way they kind of work, they don't, is, you can't park somewhere for well, overnight. So they drive through hours. the night. So you're out and you drive through the night. When you wake up in the morning, you're docked up. Okay. You wake up and then you go to Mazatlan or Puerto Vallarta or Ensenada mm-hmm. or wherever you're at. You get off the boat. And I think you got to be back in by 4 p.m. That's kind of like the okay. gig. You get what I'm saying? So, like, you get a little bit of time there, but it's not crazy. So, I don't think you could do golf. It's You get to see it, but then you're kind of back on the boat. I guess you could do golf, but I mean, it's four-hour round. I mean, you usually get eight hours on land. I think like that's like eight to 12 hours. If they own the course near where they dock and you get on the golf cart on the boat with a caddy that I think drives you. you get in. off at eight and you have to be back on by four, something like that. So you could do it, but that's all you would do at this spot. Yeah, yeah. And they have those packages, so you can buy ATVs, or you can buy a okay. horse back around. So we would want – so let's repackage what you're saying. Um, more dynamic onshore activities. Yeah. A little bit different things to do, things to try out, yeah. things like that. Because you mentioned, like, a part of it is not planning. But I guess for me, I like – To plan. To plan and have – those events. Those people have that. So they have the full concierge like you're at a hotel and you can plan out all your packages. Okay. So they have all that. So we have better food, some new wave coffee, and we've got some dynamic activities that are maybe different like golf or in my case fishing, mm-hmm. right? And you kind of go do more of that, which they already, I'm sure, have something like that. Yeah. Now the rooms are interesting in that a lot of the rooms have no windows. Oh. And you're just in the middle. Okay. Myron, I loved it because you you never sleep better than well, on a I guess, cruise. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even need blackout curtains. No, you just are those rooms. They're small. Uh huh. You get in there, and you can sleep for forty eight hours. Okay. Because it's just pitch black. You don't know really what's going on. So that part I actually really like okay. is the sleeping. Yeah, I think I would like that. Some people want to have a view. Mm-hmm. I get it. I don't really spend a lot of time in my room when I'm on a cruise ship. I don't feel like nicer rooms. Yeah, it's just open ocean. Some people love that, though. So you, they pay a huge premium for, like, the the back rooms that okay. look off the back of the boat. And then you pay a good premium for the ones that look off the side. Mm. Maybe if you're seasick, you need it kind of thing. Yeah, or you're <laughs> you just see the kind of bougie or, like, you get some money. That's what you like. Yeah. It's like Ocean View in, in Hawaii. It's like, well, we can just walk to the beach. We don't need to see it from the, <laughs> from the hotel room. Correct. You can just like go up to the top deck. So what yeah. about activities? Because we talked about off like off the boat activities. So we got food on the boat. Yep. 
Lots of drinking. Gambling's awesome because you can play like craps on $5 mints. Yeah, the gambling would be fun. The ga- gambling to me is like my favorite part because um, they're not like Vegas dealers. They're like really nice dealers. And if you don't know how to play a game, you can kind of learn on a cruise. Yeah, yeah. And the minimums are like five they bucks. They have $5 tables. They have $5 nice. tables. And they got $3 those. blackjack tables. Okay. Instead of $20. So yeah. it's all built for like the economic traveler. So I think 30-sums would actually love cruises if they were slightly repackaged. Yeah. Because it's mostly like little kids and old people right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to... So you mentioned like the comedian thing. I do think like some type of residency on a cruise ship. But more Vegas style where like it's... You know, Carrot Top or David. Uh, I don't know about Carrot Top. I don't mean like because I mean well, like maybe the, not a residency, but like having it cycle through. Like Tom Segura. Now is I feel like on... I have to say I've never seen Carrot Top before because I don't know what the jokes are. But my point is like when you go to Vegas, you have the massive billboards. Yes. That and ideally you should have heard of the person before. Yeah. I ain't never been on a cruise where I heard of any of the performers before. Yeah. But maybe that's because it is a residency versus maybe cycling through entertainers so like this trip tom segura is on the trip on the ship where i know tom segura would not do a residency on a cruise ship you could charge more though and you could book them out if you had like a custom set and it was like an exclusive set like tom segura or he had tom segura and bert kreischer were doing a live podcast recording see what i'm saying like you could and then you end up partying with them because i guarantee you they'd go out and party on the boat yep so there's ways to do this that I think could make it a part of pop culture and much more engaging for young people. So we've got celebrity chefs slash reality TV show for the cooking. We've got up and coming podcasts that can do live shows, comedians, magicians, entertainers, but ideally people who have X amount of followers on social or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Katy Perry, some like music entertainment. I don't know if, Cruise liners are getting Carrie Perry, but I mean, she does huge corporate events. Yeah. So to me, it's almost similar. And this is where it's not a residency. It's just like it's for that three day cruise. Yeah. So she does three shows and she's stuck on. See, it's. See, so yeah, I don't know what Katie would think of it. Definitely thought about that. But because where does Katie go? She has to interact with all of us plebes. I don't think there's like a hidden area for her. I mean, we would build a entertainer suite. Sweet. And like quarters of the boat, so it's attractive to them. Okay, no, like they, they would have to make a lot and of they money can from bring it. their own guests or something like that. Yeah, too. they can have fun too. Okay. Um, I like that. I like where your head's I at. I think that opens us up to introduce new people, right? I've never been on a cruise, but I'm a huge Tom Segura or Katy Perry fan. If you were like Hiro Nori has a pop up and Burt Kreischer is doing a show and it's 300 bucks for three days. Yeah, I get to hear the machine story live for the first time. He takes his shirt off. He's covered in water. I feel like that might pull me in. It might give you that 30 something audience. From an advertisement perspective, if we had those well-known entertainers cycling through, we could leverage their following to then yeah. do the advertisement to then introduce people to cruises. I love it. I hate the safety videos. Or it's not safety videos, it's like a safety walkthrough. Oh, yeah. I think I remember that as a kid. It was, br- was probably it's, like eight years old. It's like a hour-long process that's kind of awkward. I guess you kind of have to do it. Just watch the Titanic. Well, I think that's why you got to do it. Oh. <laughs> so we can maybe come up with a better way of doing that. Honestly, I think most of it – and then what about activities? Like what do you do – this is where I think some people run into problems. Mm-hmm. I think people run into problems of being like, what am I going to do all day on the boat? 
So the gym is pretty nice usually on these. So they usually have a pretty good gym. They've got a spa. Golf the, simulators would be. I like golf simulator. Now we are talking. Now we are talking. To me, like I bring up golf not just because you golf. I'm really into it, but yeah. I think a lot of people are into golf, and especially they, on vacation, they tie it to vacations. Correct. And so it, I don't think it's just for me personally to keep bringing up golf. Yeah. But the simulators are pretty awesome. And then we could have our own custom course that you can only play on the ship. Yeah. And then we keep a leaderboard of all our you previous play, guests. like the cruise ship course. So it would be like a virtual course on the cruise we ship. We would get people to just come on the cruise ship just so they could try to beat the high score and yeah. stuff because they get addicted to playing the simulator. I'm curious. And, you know, I always like to get yeah. technical here. But I've seen videos of the pool tables, how they move to they have like a gyroscope that keeps the pool table level as the boat is moving. I play a lot of ping pong and I haven't really played any. Is pool. that going to mess with the golf? Like, is that an actual thing? Like, do I don't you think feel they have like a the pool boats... table usually. I have never played pool on one. Okay. I've I seen usually some, play like, uh, video. Ping pong. It may have been on a smaller boat, but okay. it was like a pool table that auto leveled based on the boat movement. When you're on a cruise ship, I mean, the thing's massive, so I'm thinking maybe it just cuts through water. Like, does the boat it, No, you're not rocking much. No, like, it's a pretty big ship. The golf simulator and my backswing, is the ball going to oh, no, move no, no, no. on? Okay. It's a ship. Okay. It's not a boat. Okay. You're all right. You're, okay. not, you're not wobbling much okay. on these things. So, yeah. Golf simulator, I think, would be... Yeah, we need more of that because I end up getting a little bored and you just end up drinking a lot on these things a lot of times because it's kind of like... That's what it seems like. It seems like the contests... The are carnivals there because, are booze cruises. They call them booze cruises. Yeah. The belly flop contest is there because people are just at the pool drinking all day. And so they have to add entertainment to it. And a lot of people meet new friends. I think the coolest part about a cruise ship is a lot of times you meet a lot of new people. So if you're okay. slightly open-minded and you can just say hi to people, you eventually see everyone all the same time. Now I'm not trying to meet anyone new. <laughs> see, that's, I think, the other problem with the cruise ships. That's why the old people love it because they have no problem just, like, meeting new people and talking and going, hey there, buddy. And I think a lot of us that are kind of in our 30s are kind of more recluse in that regard. Yeah. A little more private. I mean, isn't it known for like swingers? Is it? I think so. Well, I've never been old. I'm not really a swinger. <laughs> I'm pretty sure cruises. So I learned this year, which is hilarious because my wife is obsessed with pineapples. Oh, I know. This but the one, yeah. pineapple yeah, yeah, is that a symbol. One, that, that one I do know. I'm not a genius. But I, I just that learned one. that this year. Like our friend told us like, oh, yeah, an upside down pineapple in your grocery cart is a signal. That you're a swinger. <laughs> Our doormat is like a pineapple. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> this whole time. Our entire wedding had like pineapple things. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> we did it again. What do people think? So the cruise ship, though. We'll wrap this up. So the way we're going to do a new cruise ship, we can take an old ship. I don't think we need a newer ship. I don't think the new ship resonates with you and you're like, wow, I got to go on a new ship. Yeah, I mean, the those are probably so expensive. But I've been seeing ads. I saw ads for one and it, it was impressive. It was cool. But it didn't make me think like, oh my gosh. Well, they probably showed the slide, and you're like, I don't. Well, really yeah, they showed the top them. deck, and there was so much going on, and it was impressive. And yeah. but it didn't get me to think like, oh, let's cancel Hawaii next <laughs> September. We're going on this cruise. So the food number one it has to be better than the food you could get not yes, on the cruise. Because a big part of my traveling is food. Same, same. And that's why I don't always love cruises as much now because the food isn't as good. Yeah. So I think if we had better food on the cruise than off the cruise, people would go. Yeah, and not all you can eat, not which all I think is going to be good for margins, our revenue entertainers we've heard of before yep and cycle them through correct so there's some type of draw some type of pull coffee yeah the coffee 
has to be good, which Smoothies. I think comes with all inclusive. Yep. If it's all inclusive, it's going to be a pump. Yep. From a, we need an actual like ice vanilla latte where you can pay yeah, like seven bucks an and get coffee one. shop. Yep. And then the golf simulator, golf simulator, and other types of activities similar to that. Yeah, I do think planning the land, or at least giving the options to plan, like the time. Yeah, and our marketing, I think, lean lean into some of the excursions you can do off the boat. Things that have a lot of like wide appeal: horse riding, ATVs, golfing. Yeah, don't just market. I, I think when I vision an ad, yeah, it shows like all the activities, the restaurants, and then the last scene is it like zooming out that it's a cruise. I like that. Yes, I think it, that would get me. Because essentially what we're treating this as is the, the cruise is just the room. The real thing you're buying is the experience. Yeah. Because right now all the ads I see, it's like the ship, the ship, the ship. And for people who love cruises, they're like, oh my gosh, look at the new carnival ship that's coming out in 2023. Like we got to go on that thing. Correct. But for me, it doesn't do anything. So no, because you care to... about experiences. And that's yeah. what 30-year-olds and this our millennial generation cares about experiences. So we have to make the experience not only amazing but also exclusive. In other words, you can only get this experience mm-hmm. if you grow on our cruise. Mm-hmm. And then I think we can get people from apathy to action. A club fitting experience for the people who do well gambling. They could get like a ping club fitting and buy new clubs. Yes. And I think we lean into the gambling. Some partnerships. I, I think the gambling part's really fun and I don't think people realize you can play $5 craps and I think people would actually be like yep. drawn to that. So Sports betting too. Sports betting. I don't know. They don't ever have a sports book. If we could do a sports book on there, that would crush. I wonder if that's the whole international waters thing or it's just not. They just don't do it. Okay. They, the whole thing's not tuned for us. The whole thing's tuned for families and yeah. old people. So we would have our own section of like cruise liners where there would actually be some single people on there. So we could also sell love because mm-hmm. there's not, there ain't no love really happening on cruises right now because it's either you know your own group or old people and families. Yeah. So it might just be a bunch of, and I think this just puts the pressure on marketing, but like theming out specific cruises. Yeah. Because I do think cruises are trying to be everything for everyone. And we could be a type of cruise for a type of someone. Yeah. But your marketing has to be good in order to execute that. And I think we'd be able to do it. I think we definitely would. So that is market this. Might find me on a cruise coming up. Dude. I mean, we got to do it. We could be the live show. So like, subscribe, (laughs) comment, and leave five stars. Tell all your friends, family, neighbors, and uh, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Later.